What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm Tyler, and that's right, guys. It's not a typo. You did read the title of this particular episode correctly. After Saturday's big win over number nine Memphis on the road, you're damn right we're talking some Georgia hoops today. And look, I, I know, I know most of you guys out there, most of our listeners are Georgia football fans, first and foremost. We've said this before. I feel like I have to do this every time we talk something other than football. So I'll do it one more time. I know most of you guys are Georgia football fans, uh, through and through, obviously. And some of you may not care at all about other Georgia sports. And that's cool. Follow your bliss, as my favorite band would say. But I do care about Georgia basketball. And with the 2019 football season, unfortunately, now officially over, we are going to turn our eyes a little more frequently towards the hardwood, especially with this team being as fun as it is to watch and it being a team that is actually starting to show some signs of, of maybe possibly being a team that just might be able to make a little bit of noise and find itself in contention for an NCAA berth come March. And I also know there's a lot of you out there that do like George Hoops. get a lot of questions about that, more than you would think on social media uh, and through email. So I know there's some of you out there. There are some Georgia Hoops fans out there. Not as many as football, obviously, but they do exist. But uh, don't worry. Football is not going anywhere. As long as I'm here, football will never go anywhere. I may love all Georgia sports, but football is unequivocally, let's be real, my passion. And we talk football year round here on the Glory J podcast. So if you're new to the show and kind of found us this year, don't worry. We will be talking football all year long. That's going to happen. What we're going to do is we're going to have at least one football show each week throughout the offseason. Some weeks it may be more. Uh, Like when we get towards spring practice, we may have a couple more than than one a week, but at least one per week. And and we actually have uh, at least what I think are some pretty cool plans for some offseason football talk. For example, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to run an exit interview series where we discuss each player on the roster, kind of like their exit interview, in terms of like the season they just had and, and what the future may hold for them, what they need to improve on, all that kind of stuff. So we're looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. So we will absolutely have you guys covered there with football talk. But we do want to sneak in some basketball talk this winter, and we're going to cover baseball and even some Georgia tennis and other sports in the spring as well. So uh, the plan right now is to have one Hoops Report show each week where we're going to recap the games from the previous week and also kind of preview the coming week's matchups. And the plan is to have those Hoops Report shows up on Tuesday, uh, maybe even early or late Monday evening, but definitely by Tuesday morning. And then the football-centric shows on Thursday evening slash Friday morning, somewhere around there. So kind of just want to give you guys a little update on those off-season plans here on the Glory UGA podcast. But with that out of the way, let's talk some hoops. And uh, I know there are a lot of people in the Bulldog Nation that don't really tune into basketball until the football season is officially over. And I get it. That, that, that makes sense. I do get that. It's hard to pay attention to all those things as diligently as, as you have to. You've got all the other things going on in your life. Uh, so for a lot of you, Saturday's road upset of top 10 ranked Memphis, that was probably your first impression of this team. So I thought it might be worthwhile to kind of recap where we are at this point. So with the win, for those of you who have paid very close attention to the team throughout the first part of the season, uh, this, this will still be worth your while. Kind of go over some things, talk about where I think this team can end up and uh, where we are right now. So stick with me here. But with the win over Memphis, we finished the non-conference slate with a 10-3 record, which in my opinion 
is pretty freaking awesome when you consider how young and just how inexperienced overall this team is. I mean, we start two true freshmen in Tamani Kamara and Anthony Edwards, and another one, Severe Wheeler, plays starter minutes off the bench. Now, obviously, we do now have that big win over Memphis, uh, but we also got a couple of other quality-ish, is what I would call them, quality-ish wins over Georgia Tech and SMU at home. It certainly helps us that Tech went on the road and beat North Carolina over the weekend. North Carolina is terrible, but that, that certainly helps. And SMU, I think, will be at least a middle-of-the-pack American team. So good, solid non-con wins there to go alongside the win against Memphis on the road. We did go to Maui over Thanksgiving and didn't really get that big win that some people were hoping for. But that, honestly, that whole experience in Maui went about how I expected it to go. We lost to a very good Dayton team in the first round. Obi Toppin at Dayton is one of the best, literally one of the best players in America. He's going to be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft this coming year. So we lose to them in the first round. And then we really pushed Michigan State in game two when our true freshman phenom, you guys all know him, Anthony Edwards dropped 33 points of his 37 points in the second half of that game. We got that game against the, against the Spartans to within, I think it was about two points within, and we definitely got to two points. I think it was just under five minutes to play. We got to two points there. So we were in it late, but we just weren't quite ready to be able to close a game like that out with our youth and our inexperience. Now, we did also get blown out by 20 at Arizona State. Another opportunity for resume win a couple weeks ago. Got to throw that one in there. But that's going to happen. I wasn't too, I mean, it was a great chance to get a nice resume win on the road. But I wasn't too upset about that because when you have a team as young as we have, as inexperienced as we have, by and large, things like that are going to happen early on in the season. But Saturday against Memphis, that was a huge, huge step forward for this particular 2019-2020 Georgia team and our basketball program in general. Like, you know, when new coaches like Tom Green come in and they start recruiting lights out, you can sell hope, you can sell the future, all that kind of stuff. But at some point, you got to start to win. I always go back to Tennessee with Butch Jones. You know, for a while there, he was recruiting really well because he could sell them the future. He was selling them hope and all that kind of stuff. And so he's had a couple good recruiting classes. But then eventually, when you don't win on the field, all that talk, it's it's hollow. Uh, it, it just falls flat. So at some point, you got to start winning games before or you're not going to be able to recruit consistently for a period of time, as was the case with Butch Jones at Tennessee. So to get a win like this, yeah, it's great for this team. It's a great resume win. But for our program as well, it was a big step for us. Now, we might not have been ready to close out a top 10 Michigan State team in Maui, but this team has gotten better. That's one thing you have to be able to say about this team is they've gotten better with each and every game. And on Saturday in Memphis, we were ready to close out a top 10 team on the road, and I was freaking pumped up. I was actually watching the game at the Blind Pig downtown in Athens. And uh, I'll be honest, I embarrassed my wife. She's amazing. She puts up with me. It's, it's ridiculous how absurd I am. But uh, I tried to not be embarrassing, but I, I embarrassed no doubt how excited I got. Uh, look, I know better than to get too loud or I will get in trouble. But um, as hard as I try to not get loud, my facial expressions, my constant getting up to pace in key moments, uh, my silent but powerful fist pumps were just a, a little too much for her, my gesticulations, I guess. At least that was too much for her in public. Uh, but it was awesome, man. It, it was so much fun to watch. And like what I said to my wife, it was like, dude, we got, we just, we, I got to enjoy this because as Georgia basketball fans, like we just don't get wins like that like ever, ever, ever. We can always hope and sometimes we come close, but we don't really ever get wins like that against top 10 teams on the road. So man, it was, it was just awesome. So I was really, really enjoying that over the weekend. And, you know, if you missed that game, or even if you saw it, we started out well in that game and actually had a slight lead for parts of the first half. And so 
even during that portion of the game, I was thinking, oh, cool, cool. Uh, at least we we're kind of hanging in there. You know, this is great. You know, at least we're, we're getting better, that kind of thing. And then at the half, we were all tied up. And I was thinking, okay, this is really a good sign. Like, we're not going to win, obviously. But a, a, cl a close loss in a game like this, that's at least a positive step. Like, we can build on that, right? And then as the second half progressed, and we followed their 7-0 run. They had a 7-0 run coming out of the half. Uh, we followed that with a 13 run of our own, and then the game was neck and neck for the last like 10 minutes, and I was thinking during that last 10 minute stretch, oh my God, we might actually win this. And then we were up 64-61 with about a minute to go, and then I'm thinking, oh my God, don't blow this, don't blow this, come on, we can do this. And we didn't. It was awesome. We didn't blow it. We closed it out. And man, what a what a win. What a win. What a what a great afternoon of football. That was like right after the news, original account stand. Uh, we get the commitment from Keely Ringo. So it was a great Saturday afternoon for uh, just a great Saturday afternoon to be a Georgia Bulldog. But uh, look, that win was awesome. It was awesome for a number of reasons over Memphis. But I'm going to focus on three aspects of that win that really, really stood out to me and really encouraged me about what this team can continue to do moving forward. Now, first off, Anthony Edwards. Now, even all of you casual basketball, Georgia basketball fans, you know that name. He's our all-everything projected top three pick, one-and-done guard. Well, in this game against Memphis, he did not have a vintage game. He was not on. Uh, and he has been great. He, is, he has been great this season. But Saturday was not his day. He went 4 of 17 from the field with 13 points, shooting off balance, just you know, just tr trying to force things early in the game, and it wasn't happening. But even though he went 4 of 17 with only 13 points, we won anyway. And if we can beat a top 10 team on the road when Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man, is having an off day like that, to me personally, that speaks volumes about what this team can do down the road, especially when Edwards is on. Because let's be real, it was, it was an off day for him against Memphis, but he's going to be on more than he's off through the rest of the season. And I think he's only going to continue to grow and develop as the season progresses and he grows more comfortable. Uh, I think he takes questionable shots sometimes and he doesn't take it to the basket for me, he doesn't take the basket near as much as he should with his frame, his his athleticism. He's still you can tell he's kind of trying to figure out when and kind of how to assert himself. But but he is incredible to watch, and when he is on, he is on. He can score in bunches. Like he'll he'll get he'll have like a handful of points the first half, and then just go on a tear in the second half, like you saw against Michigan State. Did get Shamanad as well to a lesser degree, but also had thirty plus points at Shamanad in the Maui Invitational as well. But uh, he's incredible to watch, and that was the first thing that really encouraged me about this game, is that even though our star, Anthony Edwards, did not have a great game by any stretch of the imagination, we still found a way to win. The complimentary pieces found a way to do enough to step up and make some plays to win this basketball game. So that was huge and very encouraging for me. Now, the second thing that really encouraged me about that, that win over Memphis is that we did it with defense. Now, as you would expect with a young, largely inexperienced basketball team like we have this year, defense has been a major issue during the non-conference slate. Look, the guys play hard. I'm not questioning that. They play hard. They really do. They're out there. They're hustling and doing what they got to do. But they get lost sometimes. They blow assignments. They commit stupid fouls. They do all the stuff that young players do. And right now, we are 122nd nationally in opponent field goal percentage. Now, that's up from where it was earlier in there. We've actually gotten better the past couple of games, but still not where we need to be defensively. But you can see us growing there in that Memphis game was a clear indication of that. Um, but in that game, we held Memphis to 36% shooting from the field and 31% shooting from three-point range. Uh, now, Memphis helped us out some. You got to admit that. They, they, they took some bad shots of their own. They had some turnovers. 
But look, we played some really active and smart defense, more active and more smart than, or smarter than we have in, in, in the recent past. And and look, that's a far cry from what we were doing. Holding Memphis to 36% from the field, 31% from three, that's a far cry from what we were doing against the other good teams we have played to this point. You know, Michigan State back in Maui over Thanksgiving, they shot 51% from the field. Like, if we would have held Michigan State to even 45% from the field, we win that game. Uh, they shot 47% from three against us. So that was a terrible defensive performance. They got whatever they wanted in that game. Arizona State a couple weeks ago in Tempe, they shot 49% from the field against us. Dayton back in Maui also shot 49% percent from the field. Heck, even the Citadel, who's not good, but even the Citadel earlier in the year shot 49% on us from the field. So if we can continue to develop on that end of the court defensively, we're going to win some basketball games because I'm not sure how many of you know this. Right now, we are 10th nationally in scoring offense and 38th nationally in field goal percentage. So we can score the basketball. That has not been the issue. Defense is is what has been the issue. And if that defensive performance against Memphis, holding them to 62 points and 36% shooting from the field, if that turns out to not be an anomaly, it's more a sign of where this team is, is moving towards and how we're growing, and we continue to build on that, watch out. We might actually end up being pretty good before it's all said and done. So very exciting there, very encouraging to watch us play some good defense against a good, a really good top 10 opponent on the road. And then the third aspect of that game, that was also encouraging to me moving forward was how well we shot the three ball. Because while we have scored a lot of points with Tom Crean's up-tempo style of play where we like to push the pace, like I said, you know, we're top 10 nationally in scoring offense right now. We're scoring the ball, but we're having to work for that. We've not shot the ball well from distance at all as a team. Now, don't get me wrong. Like We've had guys who've had good nights. Like Anthony Edwards going 7 of 13 against Michigan State. Uh, in Maui from three-point land. Uh, Rayshon Hammonds has had his nights from three. Tyree Crump's had some good nights here and there, but we haven't shot the ball consistently well from three-point land as a team. We're currently 241st nationally shooting the three at only 31%, but we are 11th nationally in two-point field goal percentage, shooting 56% from uh, two-point land, I guess is what you would say there. Now, what that tells me is we're we're so bad shooting the three, but we're so effective inside the arc. What that tells me is a couple things. Number one, it tells me that we are pushing the pace, getting buckets in transition. We're also moving out the ball a lot better than we did last year. We're cutting the basket really well, which is a big part of what Tom Cream preaches offensively, especially in the half court. We didn't do a great job of that last year. And honestly, we didn't really have a true point guard to really get people the ball when they did make good cuts. We just were really deficient at that position, really at guard in general. Our guard play was just horrific last year. Um, so that's really happening. We're moving out of the ball. We're cutting better. We're sharing the ball. And we have some guys who have the ability to get to the rim. Obviously, Anthony Edwards is a guy that can get to the rim. And I think he needs to do a I think he needs to do that more consistently. I think that's where uh, most of his points are going to come for. He's a good three-point shooter, but he's not a great three-point shooter right now. And he can get hot and get streaky. But with his frame, his physicality, his athleticism, getting the basket is where he's going to make his hay right now. But it's not just him. Fellow freshman, little man, Severe Wheeler, point guard, all 5'10 of him, he has done an amazing job of breaking teams down off the dribble, penetrating and scoring himself, or even setting up teammates for other easy buckets. He's actually sixth in the the SEC right now in assist when he's only playing 26 minutes a game off the bench and like he's not even a starter right now he's coming off the bench he plays starters minutes but he's coming off the bench and that's probably the biggest difference to me kind of what I was alluding to a second ago that's probably the biggest difference between this team and last year's team in my opinion last year 
we just simply had no true point guard or really any guard who could create on his own. And uh, now we have two guys like that, Andy Edwards and Xavier Wheeler. But anyway, we, we haven't shot the ball well from three all year long. But Saturday, we did go 10 of 22 from three-point range, uh, 45%. Now, look, I, I'm I'm not naive, at least not when it comes to sports. I get it. Like That could easily just be a one-game thing, like an anomaly that we shoot that well when you look at how we've shot throughout the rest of the season. But the thing is, like, whenever I look at our team, I look at down the roster, I'm like, I think we have guys that can shoot. And and there were a couple of guys who knocked down some big threes in that game against Memphis that haven't really done a ton of that all year long. One of those guys was true freshman Tamani Kamara from Belgium, who's kind of playing, the, he's a starter right now for us. He's playing like kind of the 4-5 combo. Uh, he went two of two from three. He, he's taken some threes this year, hit a couple, but just not a ton. And if he, but, but he has a nice looking stroke. And if he continues to grow his level of confidence in shooting the three, if he can give us some help from distance as a stretch four kind of guy, that would be massive and clear out the lane even more for Edwards and Wheeler to operate. And then Donnell Gresham, the old man of the bunch, the grad transfer from Northeastern, he had a really big game, an underrated game for us against Memphis. He's the most unflashy player on the entire offense. He doesn't move very well at all. Uh, he's not fast, particularly quick, but just a, a good, smart player. He, he hustles. He gets you know does the dirty work. Kind of a glue type guy. But he went three of six from three on Saturday against Memphis on the heels of going three for five against Austin P. Um, so what that means is now Dedell Gresham, his last two games, is 6 of 11 from 3 after going 3 of 18 over the first 11 games. I am not ready to call that a trend yet, but if if he can shoot more like that, that's a big bonus. Because he's not a guy that we're going to be counting on consistently for major points, but if he can give us a threat from distance like that and just you know throw in 7 to 9 points a game, that's going to be a big bonus for us. Uh, so we'll see. If he can continue to shoot, if we as a team and Gresham can continue to shoot the ball better from three, but at the very, very least, it was a positive sign in another area where we have really, really struggled this season. So, again, can't emphasize this enough. Huge, huge, huge win over Memphis. Uh, our first, you guys probably heard this, but in case you missed it, it's our first win over a ranked team of, of any sort since 2018, uh, our first win over a top 10 team since 2011, and our first road win over a top 10 team since 2004. So let's just hope we can build on it, and uh, I think we can. I really do. I, I think we can. I love this team. I love watching them. Even when we don't win, I just love watching this team. They're so much more exciting uh, to watch than what we've seen the past, well, I guess, the past almost decade before Tom Crean got here with Mark Fox. Uh, and look, I, I've watched every game this team has played, and we are night and day better than we were at the beginning of the season. And, and that's like to a man. Like each of these players, every every one of those guys on the team is better right now than they were at the beginning of the year. I know you like you would say, well, you can say about most players. Maybe you can, but like, not. I, I think there's a lot of teams where guys just kind of are who they are. But we have a really young team, inexperienced team, and they're taking the coaching. They're playing hard. Andy Edwards, as good as he is, he's an incredibly coachable young man. And he's just a really, really good dude. He loves his teammates. He gets more excited when his teammates make plays than when he makes plays on his own. I mean, he's just a great teammate. You can tell he really takes the coaching that Tom Crean is giving him, trying to mold him into a really good player, a top NBA draft pick. Uh, so I, I think they've all gotten better. And if our youngsters keep growing and the, the vets continue to grow more comfortable in the roles, the Rayshon Hammonds, the Tyree Crumbs, now we've got Jordan Harris back. He's going to play a role for us. I think Harris can be a really good guy off the bench for us. Uh, then I really believe this team has a chance to be an NCAA tournament team 
when it's all said and done. Now, all right, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here telling you we are a shoe-in to get in the NCAA tournament or to go ahead and clear your schedule for March and travel to watch this team play as we go to the Final Four. That's not what I'm saying. But I do really like where we sit right now. If you're talking about can Georgia make the NCAA tournament, can it actually happen? Can the Georgia basketball team be playing a meaningful game in March? I think the answer is, yeah, we can. I, I really like where we sit right now. I'm not going to say, yes, we are going to be there. can't declare, declaratively say that. But I think we certainly can do that. I think we have a shot to be, what I would say is we have a shot to be a bubble team in late February. One of those teams that's constantly in Joe Lenardi's, you know, the last four in, first four out conversation. I think we can be that kind of team. Now, the SEC is pretty tough, uh, but there isn't a dominant team. I'll say that. Like I think the SEC is pretty deep, but there is not that one just or one or two like dominant teams. Like Kentucky is good, but they're not like... Kentucky this year, like the Kentucky you think of as this dominant force. They're good, but they aren't as good as they have been in the past decade or so. I, I Honestly, I would say it's probably the least talented Kentucky team of the past at least five, six, seven years. Uh, now, Florida was a team that was getting some potential Final Four love with the transfer of Akari Blackshear. Uh, in the preseason, they were getting all that love, but they have not quite li- lived up to the hype. They're, they've been solid. Uh, they're 9-4 and four right now, but they don't have a ton of big wins on the resume. Uh, I think they beat Xavier, but they lost to Butler. They lost to Florida State. They've lost some big games. Uh, now, Tennessee has taken a big step back this year. They were really good last year, but they have taken a big step back even before their leading scorer, Lamonte Turner, got hurt. He's out for the year. He's done. They are really struggling right now. Uh, Auburn, now they're good. They're one of two undefeated teams left in all of college basketball. They're very talented. They're very athletic, but I still don't think they're as good as they were last year, in my opinion. Mississippi State's another team that's pretty talented. That's who Auburn played on Saturday. I watched that game. They're talented, especially with, with Nick Weatherspoon coming back. Richie Perry's a really good player at Mississippi State down low. They're talented, but they're not great. They're not dominant. Ole Miss has had some. They have some really good guards. Like Brian uh, Brian Tyree's a really good guard, and we all know college basketball is all about guard play right now. And, and LSU is super talented. And God, it, it pains me to say because Will Wade's just dirty. He just is. But like they could absolutely with the talent they have back on the roster, they could contend to win the league again this year. And Arkansas has been really good under first year coach Eric Musselman. They're twelve and one right now. Haven't played a really tough schedule, but they're twelve and one. They did beat Indiana. Uh, but after that, if you get past those teams, Vanderbilt, AM, Missouri, South Carolina, Alabama, those are all teams that I flat out right now think we are better than. I think we're better than all those teams. And, and if you look at, like, again, talking about can Georgia make the NCAA tournament this year? I know it doesn't sound possible, right? How can that happen? All these young guys, I mean, the tournament's like, it was just that's just not what Georgia basketball does, right? But if you look at the rankings, like, we sit at number 36 nationally in the net rankings. And if you guys aren't familiar with what the net rankings are, it's basically it's replaced the RPI. Last year was the first year they used the net rankings. It's a formula they came up with, and that's kind of what the, the selection committee is using more than anything to determine uh, who is going to be in and out of the NCAA tournament. We're 36 nationally in the net rankings right now. That's like in the tournament right now. Uh, we So we're in a really good spot airing conference play. Now, we need to go at least 500 in conference to have a shot, and, and we need to get a, and a, a you know a couple of those wins need to be against top teams in the league. But I, I think going nine and nine, going 500, that would give us a, a realistic shot to get in the tournament. That would put us at 19 and 12 overall with a road win over Memphis. We've got some home wins over Georgia Tech, over SMU in the non-conference. We've got a good strength of schedule, and we're going to have opportunities for a few more resume wins. SEC's deep this year. We also get Kentucky, Florida, and Auburn twice. Uh, but all three of those teams, we play them twice. And those are probably three of the four best teams in the league. So if we can find a way to somehow maybe get two of those six games, then we will really be in business.
Now, sure, you have to say with a team as young and as inexperienced as we are right now, chances are we're probably going to lose a game we shouldn't lose somewhere along the way, maybe two of them, to a, maybe a Vanderbilt or an Alabama, someone like that. But the thing is, like, we are talented enough, especially if Anthony Edwards has one of those nights where he is just unstoppable, when he's going to have those nights. We're good enough to rise up and beat a Kentucky or an Auburn, which could potentially maybe cancel out one of those bad losses along the way. Now, ideally, ideally, if I had my way, we would win those games. We would beat Tennessee at home. We would beat AM and South Carolina at home. We would win at Missouri. And then we'd find a way to get one or two wins against the top teams, against the Floridas, the Auburns, the, the Kentuckys, maybe even the LSU. But with a team as young as we are, that's probably not going to happen. That's probably not how this is going to play out. There's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. But one thing I will tell you as a guy who's watched every game along the way, whether we win or lose these games, it's going to be fun to watch on the way. So get behind this team, guys. Come out to some games. I mean, you got to come watch Anthony Edwards play. We're not going to get a guy like him probably ever again. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I hope that we become this blue blood basketball program eventually, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think we can have a good basketball program, but I don't know how many like potential number one NBA draft picks that we're going to have here in Athens. So come enjoy them while, see, while, while we've got, I think we have nine more. Actually, I know we have nine more home games in conference. So uh, get out and uh, come support this team because they deserve this team is playing really hard they're getting better and Tuesday we have yet another opportunity for a big resume win as the Kentucky Wildcats come calling to the steg now as I said earlier Kentucky is good don't get me wrong I'm not saying Kentucky's not good Kentucky is good but they're not dominant like they are they are beatable like this is as vulnerable as Kentucky has been in quite a few years now saying that we're still gonna have to play our a game to win but that's a game that if we do come out and play our a game Anthony Edwards is Anthony Edwards like we can we can win that game the key in my opinion and I've watched Kentucky a number of times this year the key to beating Kentucky it's all about how they shoot the three um uh, if, if they're hitting the three, they're tough to beat. But the thing is, they haven't shot the ball well at all from distance. They're 316th nationally from three-point range, only shooting 28% from distance. They, they did shoot 46% against Louisville about a week and a half ago, which is how they won that game. But that's not been the standard for them throughout the year. If they're not hitting from the perimeter, we have a chance to really make that game interesting. Now, Nick Richards, actually, their center, he's the guy who worries me on that Kentucky team. He's their big center. He's having a big junior year. Hasn't really done much. He's been kind of a, I mean, just hardly even a role player his first couple of years. A big recruit that just was kind of getting recruited over. But now they, they didn't have as big of a recruiting class this year. They have some deficiencies on the interior. And he's their guy down low. And he's he's an athletic guy that can, that can shoot the ball a little bit. He doesn't shoot much from three, but he's got a nice jump shot, an intermediate range jump shot. He's developed a really good hook shot. He's athletic and block shots he's a good player down there we just what concerns me we just we just have no size at all on the interior Rayshon Hammonds bless his freaking heart at six foot nine is having to play the center position for us although we, we do kind of go with more of a positionless kind of scheme but he we're talking about defending on the defensive end of the ball of the court like he's the guy that's more often than not along with sometimes alternating with Tamani Kamara defending the opposing team's center, whoever's playing the five for them. And that's tough because he's only 6'9". And he gets in foul trouble when he's that undersized defending those bigger centers. And, and that kills us because Rayshon, um, as far as I'm concerned, he is Robin to Anthony Edwards' Batman. Like He is the other guy that can on any given night can drop 20, 30 points. I mean, against Tech, he had 20, 26, 27 points, something like that. Had a huge game. And Edwards, was, he was good but not great in that game. So like he's a guy that we really need, need to be that second score to Anthony Edwards. I think he's a key to our team. 
But when he gets in foul trouble, that kills us because then it's just Ant-Man and we don't really have a bunch of other guys that are going to consistently be a 15, 20 point a night kind of guy. So we need Rayshon to be that guy. But So that kind of concerns me that game. If Richards kind of a, a matchup problem and, and Hammond's getting into some foul trouble, that is concerning to me. But if we can find a way to contain Nick Richards and Kentucky shoots true to their average from three, I really think we have a legit shot. And and how often can a Georgia basketball fan say that with a straight face when you're talking about a game against Kentucky? That, it's, it's just fun to be able to say that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll definitely be there 9 o'clock on Tuesday night. Hopefully a lot of you guys will be there as well. It should be a lot of fun. There'll definitely be a lot of blue in the house. So hopefully a lot of you guys can get out there and uh, put some red in the stands. But all in all, as I've been trying to make the point throughout this show, I love this team. I love this team. They're fun to watch. They're uh, the, the up-tempo pace offensively. Have some uh, some guys that can really score the basketball. And, and I love the potential of what this team can be. They're not there yet, but they're getting there. They're getting much closer. And what we saw against Memphis on Saturday was a sign of that. Now, we still have a long way to go, a lot of growing to do, but the signs are there. And, and we, we are really starting to play, well, much better than we were early in the year. Uh, we do have a brutal stretch to open conference play, man. Like, we pissed somebody off in the SEC office because, God, I mean, I'm not sure how you can have a more difficult open to conference play. We have Kentucky at home on Tuesday. Then we go to Auburn on Saturday. Then we have Tennessee at home. Um, Tennessee hasn't been as good, but they're still, they're still a solid team. Then we go to Mississippi State, which is a good, talented team, and then back to Kentucky in our first five conference games. So we play Kentucky twice in our first five games. So don't be too alarmed if we start out conference play one and four or two and three. But it really eases up after that. So that's why I say, like, yeah, we might honestly start out one and four or two and three in conference play. I hope not, but that's possible. It's, it's, I mean, I won't say likely, but it's certainly possible. But don't freak out because it really, our schedule really does ease up after that. We just need to find a way to kind of keep our head above water these first couple of weeks in conference play. And, and I'm serious. If we can do that, I absolutely 100%, and I'm saying this with a straight face, guys, trust me, I think this Georgia basketball team can end up being an NCAA tournament team. Now, don't don't go put money on it right now, but I think we're trending in that direction if we just keep growing and keep developing as a team. And I love what I'm seeing. But uh, all right, guys, so it's fun to talk some hoops here for, for once, and we'll try to do this uh, each week. Have a hoops report each week, kind of as I said at the beginning of the show, reviewing, kind of recapping what happened the week before, and then kind of previewing what's going to happen later on in the week. We'll try to get Curtis and Charlie on some of these shows as well. Curtis is going back to law school today, and Charlie has some things at work that came up, so that's why I'm here doing it solo. But I want to give you guys a little bit of an update of where, on where we are and what we've got going forward. But again, come out, support this team, and uh, we got a shot. We got a shot to end up in, in the NCAA tournament before it's all said. At the very least, I think it's going to be a fun season. And a fun basketball season really makes the, the football offseason go a little bit faster. So let's hope uh, we just keep trending in the right direction. But thanks for listening, guys. I really do appreciate it. Curtis will be back with me later this week. We'll have, uh, I think what we're going to do is a mailbag show. Because uh, I know there's a lot of stuff going on uh, off, off the field really right now. But I know you guys have a lot of questions. We've got a lot of stuff on social media, on email. And I, I'm, I'm sorry that I haven't done a good job of responding to all you guys. I've been really, really busy coming back from New Orleans and trying to get back into work. Been a lot of stuff going on. So um, to kind of make it up to you guys, I figured we'd do a mailbag, a football-centric mailbag later this week. So uh, if you haven't already, you can go ahead and send any questions. You guys can be football, basketball, whatever. Send in questions, recruiting, team, all that kind of stuff. Whatever's on your mind, send it our way, and we will do our best to cover that later this week. But again, thanks for listening, guys. I'm Tyler, and as always, go dogs.